What up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 395. On this episode, I'm joined by Soko. Talk about the Patreon, merch shop, making music, music plans, social media, more music talk, good enough, station head, TV shows, movies, music, beats, podcasts, a bunch of other shit. Thanks for checking us out. What up? First thing I'm getting to, patreon.com slash a podcast mo. It's a glorious website. Supported this podcast for many years. So we gotta shout out our co-producers. That'll be my mother, Graveyard Entertainment, it's your boy h2.com and forgotten one. Uh, they're the current co-producers getting shout out every episode because they mean so much. Um, you also could just give a dollar more a month to get early access, but it's pretty late for you to do that one. Um, we are the plan is to end it at 400, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, we definitely are, uh, but you know, we'll see what happens. And also have a merch shop, shop.spreadshirt.com slash a podcast. Mo, if you want a t-shirt, get you one of these rare, soon to be vintage classics uh get you a coffee mug i know a lot of y'all drink coffee out there i've been off it for about a month but i like coffee um there used to be mouse pads i think too and cool shit you know i think that's pretty cool so tote bags maybe fanny pack all kinds of shit go go check them out um all right this week we are calling uh the homie southern comfort aka soko from graveyard entertainment uh, had to get him back on one of the the better uh, call-ins, in my opinion. But I'm sure I'm just biased because he's a fan. Um, so anyway, let's give him a call. So what's going on, man? Not shit. Fucking, uh, you know, got done with the work week. Uh, I've been feeling a little musical lately. Like, I could finally start writing some lyrics and getting back into it. Because I don't know about you, but for me, it definitely comes in waves. And uh, I started to, and I realized the beat I chose was one that's like no, it's like a no hook beat. Like I'm just gonna have to rap for like three and a half minutes continuously. And I was like, God damn it. So like I've yeah. been working on that today, but it's fun. That was fun sometimes. Cause you just kind of, you can take a pause, maybe talk a little shit and then keep going with a verse. It's just the whole, like, do you want to, if you want to stay on one topic, like that's a long time to stick to one topic sometimes when you're not doing just like one verse or two verses, like you got to keep it strung together. Right. And so therefore I'm definitely not going to even attempt to keep it on topic. It's just going to be a random shit talking, whatever comes up out of my mouth and rhymes. But what that leads to for me as a rapper is like, I might say some shit that I'm like, that's not really in character for the way I normally do it. But like at this point, like I just need the, I need the lines, you know? So it's like you, you kind of start like fudging whatever, like little rules you have for yourself. Cause you're like, listen, if I'm going to do 48 bars in this, I'm going to say some dumb shit that yeah, I'm going to have to bend some say. stuff and <laughs> go to some, go to some parts unknown. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, I've been, de- nah, that, that makes sense. Been dealing with that today. We're trying to like, uh, I have this one line that's like so corny, like a corny pun. And that's something I would normally not do, but I'm like, I have to say it. And then I need to call myself out on it because that's what I would do. And then, so like, I don't know. It's just, it's fun trying to figure out how I'm going to handle it. 
Hey man, that's what fun ad libs are for, man. You, you say the corny line and then you give yourself an ad lib that, like you said, it calls it out. Let people know, like, look, all right, I know you're probably thinking it's corny. I know it is, but I still said it. And now I'm going to make it dope by putting a dope ad lib with it. Right. Yeah. You got to gotta plan that shit for sure um but yeah i mean i got all kinds of music working on i know me and you uh have a few collabs already basically done uh that'll come out eventually um and so that's all fun shit then also i've sent so many people beat packs that like i have no idea what they're doing with them or if they're even doing anything with them so like i probably need to like get on some people's case about that shit but yeah, just reach out and be like, hey, man, you got any new music? You got some stuff, you know, I can listen to kind of shit? Like, right. I, I think if I if I made beats, I definitely want to, like, if I gave them to somebody, I want to hear what came out of it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you can't rush anybody's creative process, but at the same time, it's like, all right, you know, especially if you've released other stuff, it's like, eh, come on. You know, right. what are you doing with mine? Well, and and really, it just goes RS RS. Like, because for me, if I've had a beat pack of yours for a year, I'm never doing it. You know what I mean? Like the Thomas <laughs> Pat. Like, I got new beats. I've come across. I made other shit. So, like, for instance, and I'm not hating at all on this, but MT, who I like a lot, I sent her a beat pack forever ago. Like, the first wave of beat packs. And uh, she's some beats she liked, some she did. And I prefer when people communicate that with me. Like, I want to know as soon as you know if you don't fuck with it so I can give it to someone else. Or whatever, and exactly. Uh, so she has these, and every once in a while, I'll check in with her, and she's like, "No, I'm still working on them." But I'm in my mind, I'm like, "There's no way you're ever gonna do anything with them. You had them forever, yeah, at this point." Know? But um, and I, I thought she would have dropped some shit quick to it, like I, and I, I could be, I guess I could have been reading it wrong. Like I thought she was like kind of in a situation where it was like she was looking for like the right amount of beats to be able to put stuff out. Like that might've been something holding her back was that she didn't have beats or didn't have original beats, you know, and she wanted to do that. So that's, that's surprising me that she wouldn't just jump on it and do something. Or like, uh, I know I mentioned this, like the last person I sent a beat pack to is Mikey Lax. Like at the end of this last little wave where I sent every, everyone's stuff. Um, he was like, fuck it, man, send me a beat pack. And I sent him some of like my favorites out of my folder. And, he was like, oh, I love him. Can't wait. And then I haven't heard from him since. Like, I don't even think he's been online. You know, and I'm like, God damn it. And I'm sure he will do something eventually. But it's just like, uh, I, I'm always just so the anticipation. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah, and he was like, I know once he came back, he started going through like to where he was trying to move into different phases of doing shit with music, wasn't he? Yeah. And got- I, I remember seeing some tweets from him about like wanting to start producing and other stuff and just moving into like different lanes than he'd already done. Right. Well, I know that spider song he had was fucking dope as fuck. Like it was so good um, when he came back. So I was like expecting more songs and I just haven't heard any sense, but that happened. I mean, I guess it's weird for me to think of because me and you were kind of the same. Once we're like in the mode to like, we're making songs. It's like, fuck it. We're making songs. Let's put them out. You know? Yeah. But, let's just do it. Yeah. Put them out there. But I understand some people have other hurdles, you know, like it's very convenient for me to say when I just make all these beats, you know, so like some people yeah. have some certain hurdles to jump, jump through or whatever. Um, but anyway, yeah, the music stuff, I think is going fairly well. I'm excited to see how much or what happens when I'm not doing a podcast at the same time. You know, part of me thinks I will definitely lose fans, people that listen because they want to be on the podcast or whatever but in another way i think i'll just make more music probably i mean either way you'll be putting it out and i mean 
I know from hearing you talk about it, like the podcast never was doing astronomical numbers. So, I mean, it's the same amount of people that probably would see you, you know, either see the song through popping up on a release radar or see you post a link to the song. It's probably the same amount of people that would listen to it on the podcast anyway. So, I mean, it, it'll probably end up being a wash. Right. Well, and I, I know I mentioned it briefly before, but when me and Pow Wow first started the podcast, we got so many more listens those first like month. And I guess that's real common for like new podcasts, like if people give them a shot, but it sucked. It was like so bad. Um, like the audio was bad and everything. So like we lost that beginning momentum. So if I ever did do another one, I think I would have the benefit of like, I could probably come out strong, you know, where I did not have that this first time. I think every, I think pretty much every platform does that for people who just join it. Cause like I, I noticed that like when I first started putting stuff on SoundCloud, like it was like way up. Or when I first got on TikTok, stuff was way up, like everything, like the first 10, 20 posts was like, whoa, that many? You know what I mean? Like it's it's always a big number. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're here now. Then you start getting normal numbers or low numbers. You know what I mean? Like it just seems like you get like that new customer, uh, new customer deal. Right. The kind of boost. You know, so the you buy one, good. get one free deal. We'll make sure everybody sees your stuff. But yeah, once you've been here for a while and you know, you're not a new customer anymore and right. you're on your own. Well, it's kind of like uh, I have a Beat Stars beat store. And the first time I ever bought an ad. I sold the beat within like 30 minutes and I was like, this is the fucking key, right? This is the answer. And then like the next like half dozen times I went and did it again, nothing, you know, and I, and there's a part of me that feels like someone at the company bought the beat <laughs> to like, yeah, just, so, just so you keep my, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, don't, I can't hey, prove it. <laughs> no, you know what? No, you say that, but I'm telling you, man, that's, that's the same way I felt like, like I said, I'll use SoundCloud as an example just because it only happened like one time. Like I put up one song and it had like all these likes and like comments and listens. And then every other song after that was just like average. I was like, what? Oh, that's so weird. But like, yeah, I think the same thing happened. I think the company was like, yeah, let's push the button for him. You know, get him excited. Maybe he'll make SoundCloud the primary thing he shares and all that stuff. And then we'll take it away. Right. Well, like I also remember back in the day with SoundClick was a, you know, it was like the fucking website back in the day. People don't know. That's like where you went to yeah. buy beats and get free beats and all this shit. And uh, it was kind of like SoundCloud, I guess. Like you upload your own songs, people can listen. There are, the forums were like my favorite part. Um, but anyway, you would upload your stuff and there'd be like all these subgenres and uh, your song would chart rock at a certain number. So like you would log in. It's like number 247 on the alternative hip hop charts or whatever. And you're like, all right, all right. Feeling good. <laughs> but um, I got to where I, at the at that time where I felt like I was doing pretty good. And like I could never get one to break 50 on any of the charts. So I like, get to 50 and I always just chalked it up to like, oh, well, I'm not paying anything. So therefore they won't let me get past 50. Um, but then eventually I had one that was like number eight or something. So I was like, all right, I just wasn't that good. <laughs> That's why I wasn't past 50, but like, it was funny in the moment. Like you're just like, yeah, they fucking paywalled it off. Yeah, it's definitely a paywall. Yeah. <laughs> That's the feeling. Yeah. You're like these cheaters. It's kind of like when, uh, I don't play multiplayer video games that much anymore, but like when I did, everyone just accuses anyone that kills them of being a cheater. Like they're playing yeah. Fortnite and they're like, oh yeah, they got the cheats enabled. And you're like, you really think random fuck has cheats enabled, like from his fucking switch or whatever? Like, I don't know. It's so funny. Just just because they got you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure sometimes cheats happen, but those are the kind of 
the same thing. Um, so what's your music plans these days? I know you've been putting out some singles like every couple of weeks or something like that. Yeah, I pretty much, you know, you know, we all make up rules for like what we'll do and when we'll do it type shit. Right. Nothing official, but, uh, you know, I had a thing where after a certain amount of play, either after a certain amount of plays on a song or once it disappeared from release radar, I'd release another song, you know, whichever one came last. Like I, I like being on release radar. I get a lot of movement when I got a song on there for a while, but yeah, that's where I get most lately, of like seven days is like the max. <laughs> like after a week, it's like, it's just gone. I'm like, fuck, why can't they give me two weeks, <laughs> three? Yeah. But I would say overall, uh, I think the, my numbers just haven't been as great this year. And I don't know if it's just like life's going back to normal or whatever. I don't know. Like some of them are good. You know, some weeks it's like, Hey, you got 40 Shazams on weed and coffee. And then some weeks it's like, you got, you hit 10 plays on Apple music on this song. You know, it's like <laughs> such like a variety that you're like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. It's, it definitely feels like it's been a down year. Like, I don't know about like for the music industry, but for for my underground circle, like for numbers that I can see, yeah, it's definitely been a down year well, compared to like last year. Something I started doing that I know has negatively affected me, but like I'm just on social media less. Um, I don't get on it as much. I don't share as quite as many links. I used to like kind of promote stuff more and beg people to listen to my beat store and go do whatever. And it did get me some plays, right? Like when I was posting every day of like the month before portrait, I think that helped a little bit. And I didn't do that on this album. And I think I, you know, the numbers kind of show it, but I also like, I just don't know how much it helps to get like all these other people that, cause all the people that follow me on Twitter, are just other fucking artists or fake promo account. Like, I don't know how many are real fucking listeners out in the world, you know? And so you're just like, am I just wasting my time? But I understand I need to try more. Cause I think there's something about being in that mindset of like, you're always hustling or whatever that is beneficial. But I think this year I've been kind of checked out on all that. I, I also don't think like, it doesn't feel like a lot of regular people use Twitter. Like, right. for example, like my wife has no idea what Twitter is. Most of the people she knows, like, unless involved in some aspect of entertainment, like, Twitter really does feel like more of an entertainment social app. Like, even a uh, profile I've come across that have nothing to do with music or anything, like, when you look, you're like, oh, you, like, you use Twitter weird. Like, you use Twitter like Facebook and your your timeline looks weird. Like, why is it all photos of you and your family? Like, that's not how Twitter works. So I, I think it is majority like artists and like entertain people who want to be in entertainment, you know? Right. Well, my wife, she likes like Instagram and shit like that, where I'm like, God, it's so fucking stupid. Like I would use it. I post all this stuff, but I get no traction there. And it's like, I just don't care about pictures. I've never been a fan. So I guess that's why yeah. I like Twitter more because it's just words, you know, or whatever. But it, you find your little community, but something else that also muted a lot of people, like a lot of producers that like, are all the time just like doing the engagement tweets and the like arguing over if loops count and shit like that. Like I just started muting all that stuff. All the people that I just saw every day annoying me. And so now my Twitter feeds way cooler, but I don't interact with those people that get a lot of interactions. If that makes sense. So like, I just feel like I've kind of hurt myself in that way, but it's my Twitter, my Twitter experience is better. <laughs> without having yeah. to see all that and hey man it's your social media man it, it's supposed to be best for you and right. i i love the mute button like that's my favorite button I, I use it for mine i've used it on the graveyard account like yeah the mute button is like probably the best button on twitter now what happens on if accident, i had to rank the buttons is like someone like karma will share like 
check out these, you know, however many rappers and I'll be on it and I'll try to hit mute this conversation. And then a week goes by and I'm like, I haven't seen karma tweet in a long time. And then I'm like, Oh, I muted her, you know, and then I'll go unmute her or whatever. But so that's happened before, but, uh, yeah, it's, it happens. it's a cool little feature. I like it. Uh, you know, we'll see what other social media pops up, you know, TikTok I enjoy using to watch funny videos, but I don't really enjoy the like actually having to post shit myself as much, you know. I, I try with TikTok, like I I volunteered to to mainly do the graveyard TikTok, and it's just it's time consuming, man. Like yeah, and it's like the time the time to because like you know of course the only thing we for graveyard we use it for is just to share people's music. Like we're not gonna get on there and do fucking dances or tutorials or just say random shit like it's cool like i get it like a lot of stuff that if it ain't music related like a lot of it's like it's people's tweets but they're saying them or they're standing there looking at you while you know while the words are there and i get it it's cool i'm just or like cleavage i've never wanted attention for myself i've always wanted attention for like my art like i i'd rather all the attention go to the art and nobody even know who i was like like i i like the mf doom thing like if i could pull that off that would be it like that's my dream like to be behind a mask like if y'all like the music cool but you never know who i am when a small way kind of connects to that is something i noticed like i spend a lot of time making the beat videos that i make right like it takes a long time for like to save and export and all that shit and uh it's like a whole extra whole extra step of the process that if i didn't i could get all my beats in the stores way quicker right but instead it becomes like a whole weekend where i'm like if i upload next month's beats i gotta export all these videos it's a whole thing um, but I do it. Of course, everyone says you have to, but yet I get like no traction on my YouTube videos or if I upload them, uh, to like TikTok, they don't really do that well. However, if I just film my screen inside my project, it does way better than like a well, a better made little video, you know, with better audio quality. And I've always found that very odd. And so that's why people on TikTok, they do like the fake beat making beat, like the beat's just playing, but they're pretending they're hitting like, you know, their trigger. They're making it right then. Yeah. It's It's the, it's the voyeur thing, man. People like we live in the age of being a voyeur. Like, like basically we all watch each other's home movies. Like that wasn't a thing that existed back when home movies weren't online. Right. Like, I don't think anybody ever wanted to go to somebody's house and watch their home movies. Like that shit would be weird. But now like that's what everybody wants to do. Like we all just watch each other's home movies <laughs> all day long. Yeah, it is weird for sure. I mean, I feel like people of a certain generation, they try, we all try to use it the way we used MySpace or whatever. Right? Like we all try to hold on to that or like early Facebook. We are like, it's supposed to be used in this way. But yeah, the younger generation are like, no, we we'd make videos of shit all the time. So yeah, we, we share every part of our lives with everybody. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah, I don't know. That's just I've always never that worked for me. Part of me of like, you shouldn't be snitching on people and you definitely should be snitching on yourself. And I feel like that's what like a lot of uh, the Internet is. I'm like, you're saying this online to where it can be tracked to you. Like what yeah, you're recording it. <laughs> you're sharing it with everybody. Like, yeah, it makes no sense. Like, I still like I, I still wouldn't be 100 percent comfortable like smoking in a video. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're like, it's my face and like people are saying my government name or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That shit just, I don't know. It makes me uneasy. That's I'm definitely um, concerned about that as well. If we ever done like a Twitch show, because that is something I've, I mean, I am heavily considering. 
Um, but that is, I would need like a job at a dispensary or something. Like, you know, I would need something where like it would not at all come back to haunt me. Yeah, it can never affect you. Yeah. And that's, that's always a concern, man, with the whole social thing and like with the avenue that, you know, artistically we want to be in is that if, if things go the way we want them to, it's, it puts a big spotlight on us that, you know, I think you don't want to be seen by everybody necessarily. I think it's why so many rappers get the face tats. Cause it's like, listen, if this job hires me and I have a face tat, they already know the deal. You know, like they're not, they know it was good. You're again with the territory. Whereas in, or I'm trying to play this whole look like a normal guy thing. So maybe, maybe that's my problem. Yeah, cause that, like it's it's always been fun and intriguing for me to like anytime I hear like anybody in music talk about like their work life or their you know if they're in school their school life and like how separate it is from the music like most people who have you know I like mean you we got regular you know quote unquote nine to five jobs like people don't know I do music at my job like they can find out like it's it's not hidden or anything like they found me. Like I've had a couple of coworkers find me on Facebook and you know, I don't accept the friend request. You know, we're, you know, that shit's, that's work shit. Like it, we don't have to be friends on Facebook, but you know, and they'll ask questions like, Hey, I saw that song. You put that something you did. You make me that. Yeah. Yeah. I do stuff. Yeah. You can find it, but I also, it's, I don't know, it's, you, you keep it separate, you know? Yeah, I agree. I definitely keep it separate. I mean, there are people, of course, like my friends in my real life, who know, but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Friends are different, but like, it's that but it's yeah. that job versus you know job versus dream and you keep your job away from your dream sometimes but i would say even like uh I, I could imagine most rappers or of a type would like go into like a dispensary and they'd be like hey everybody go check out my shit like i never do that like i don't tell any stranger i don't i just don't bring it up you know to me i think it's uh i don't know two different people i guess or whatever but just keep them separate okay Feel like you're Aaron, you feel like you're Mo. I know. I really but not wanna, me. That's what the internet's for. I really need to redo that song. It's so good. Um, but also, I went back and list was like, I can't redo these. I think they're they hold up. Uh, I've been debating these, you know, remakes since I made that last one. I was really gung ho about doing another remake, and then I was like, you know what? I don't. I don't think I'm going to. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I just think I'll leave them. Um, so we were talking about your music earlier. So are you gonna? compile all those singles together as like an album eventually or just say fuck it keep doing yeah i got i got one more single i'm gonna release and then uh i'm gonna put it figure out how it goes best together as a project it'll be everything that's released right now plus i want to say one or two because you know after i finished all the songs you sent me like two more beat packs so now i got songs that are either in the works or finished that i know will probably fit one of two projects, but that I doubt I'll go ahead and do singles for just because I don't even want to push it out any further because I could release singles till next year if I did it that way. So I'll, I'll do this final one and then pretty much everything on the album will be stuff that's out, but it'll also have some new stuff sprinkled in that never came out. And for almost every song, the singles I released were shorter than what I'll call just the album versions of the song. So everything will have like an extra verse. I've got a couple songs where um, they'll have features on there. Maybe instead of me doing two verses, I got a feature. So it's it's some fun stuff I got in the works with it. That'll make it the album will be the same as the singles, but not the same because it's it'll be a little different. Which I kind of don't want to do because I I love the way it looks when the single converts to an album stream. 
But yeah. at the same time, I'm like, you know what, though? I, I really I like the idea of doing short singles and then hitting them with the album. And the album is, you know, slightly longer extended verses or extra hook, you know, little, little shit like that. Not like it's a whole new song. Well, something I saw the other day of like a new strategy on how to do rollouts on songs like on Spotify and all these different places is to do this like waterfall method. And I could see you doing it because of the way you're mentioning the songs you have. Where like, let's say you do put out um, all the singles, right? like all the singles, you put all those out, even like just the short ones. And then as an as like a shorter album and then you put out like a, a deluxe or even maybe not a deluxe, maybe just the like the humble pack in which you put like you re-put out humble again but then also an extended version and then like an instrumental version and then like it's its own thing and then you put out another for right now right and then like you just keep doing this thing where like a few songs you put out before come out on the new thing and then a couple songs that are new and you like do this weird like hybrid sort of half old half new things and somehow that like can trick the algorithms if you will now of course i haven't tested all this but i was watching the video i was like i understand what they're saying and this was like a a, like a folk band so there's also made to that like an acoustic version or whatever version like they kept just redoing it but they would keep including that one single they were trying to push but with all these extra versions and then it just kept building up you know their numbers that's um i can tell you just from you know not much experience but from a little experience but with nasty's music uh, we've pretty much done that yeah, for the last it. couple of years where we take an album and we'll the album first and then break it up into singles and release the singles all year. Or we'll take the singles, you know, work them into the album. We'll take an album and break it into like four or five mini projects. It does work like where old shit will suddenly gain traction or, you know, you might get an older song and it's like, okay, this time they didn't put it on the new release radar. But when we release it with this set, it did put it on the release radar again, even though it's the same song. And they recognize it's the same, but you know, sometimes it'll just trick it into putting it on people's discover. Cause like with his music, like he hadn't had a technical new release in like, I want to say two months maybe, but he's still getting plays on a release radar. And I'm like, he's not on ours. He ain't on my personal one. So somehow, somewhere he's still on a release radar. Like I, I wish there was a way to actually find your shit when it's on somebody's release radar, even if it's not on like all of them. That that really interests me, like how some people can see your stuff for longer, and some people like it'll disappear after a week. Like I want to find the people who it stays on there for like a month too. I would assume it has to do with like how many people you follow. If you like the 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 less people you follow, maybe the more likely you'll get the people you do follow stuff longer. You know, I don't know, but yeah, I've also that 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 actually makes sense. Because especially with the way that people come out with music every week, like if you follow a lot of people, most likely you're getting tons of new music every week. Right. Well, that's going to push, push some people out. And the reason I thought that, because I actually recently tried to clean up my Spotify and I unfollowed a bunch of shit that I'm like, I don't even know how I'm following. You know, you submit to playlist or like. Yeah, I'm about to say it's that daily playlist shit. Like yeah, you so, end up following so many people who you're like, I don't know who you are. So I cleaned all that up. And then now my release radar, I'll be like halfway through. It's like not even people I follow. It just Spotify's like, here's some more because <laughs> you don't follow <laughs> yeah, enough people to get there. Yeah, you you got to have you got to have at least 30 <laughs> and you only follow 10. Is that gotta, like, whoops, we got to boost you up here. Yeah. So I'm going to add some more, of course. Um. But yeah, man, the music stuff, I always think it's interesting because no one really has like definitive answers or whatever. You were all just trying. Um, and I, I, honestly, you mentioned like beat packs. I've sent you a lot. I have 
you specifically another folder already started with like four beats. Um, I would say you and Brad are probably the easiest people for me to send beats to. Uh, so that's why y'all get so many. Um, and that's because I think I just know y'all's artistic voice pretty well at this point. You know, I've, I mean, y'all are like two of the people I talk to, you know, more on the internet and stuff. And so it's easier for me to send y'all stuff. And in yours, I, I kind of make, I don't know what the era you maybe be able to describe it. It's not exactly church music, but it is like this, like, piano disco like 70s vibe shit that i got on some beats lately like the last year and i'm just like i know soko can do that <laughs> so i'm gonna send it over to you and uh i just really enjoy all the time those come out and then um one thing i had to mention before i forget is that we had this other song that i've been debating forever um i done a hook for it called pieces and uh yes yes I, I put it on a CD when I car test all my other shit I'm going on. Every time I listen, I'm like, it's so fucking good. I really feel like you killed it. And I know I need to do a verse. Like, I've been fighting not wanting to do one, but I hear it and I'm like, it would fit perfectly with my project I'm already working on. And I just really need to do a verse and then just have the song be done. So eventually, I think I'm going to. Um, but anyway, that's one that's like, I didn't want well, to. I got, some, like I I got to. some breaking news for the podcast because whenever you come out with yours, I got a SoCo version that I've got a second verse for that I think there's going to be a SoCo mix version of it too. Because that is an awesome song. But I still want a version with you on it. I'll so just, that doesn't get you out of it. You can just do your version as the original and then we'll do a remix with my verse or so, you know, just a third verse on there. So I think that makes more sense. And That'll then, work. And you can put on your <laughs> That'll stuff. work. Um, and then also when I send people beats like, like you and Brad, like I really just expect 25% from people. Um, but, and then most people are cool with that. You know, it's not like a huge fucking deal. Um, but you know, I send Brad a lot as well. Cause I kind of know what I think he should be like, what I think of as horrorcore, but I don't really actually know, you know, I'm just like, this one sounds creepy. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and then also like this last pack, I said, like, hey, here's all the shit I don't think you would ever do. But, you know, why not? Let's send it over to you. So like he gets a lot of shit where he's like, are you fucking serious? But um, also, I, I think another reason I do it is before I ever made beats, I, all, all I ever wanted was a producer who fucked with me enough to send me free beat. You know, I don't know. I was like, that would be the coolest shit in the world. So now that I have all these beats, I feel like I got got to do that. Like any any rapper that, or not even just rapper, like I, I always say rapper because that's what I consider I do. But any artist that like really just enjoys the music and isn't, they want the music more than the attention part of it. I mean, it's, you know, one comes with the other and I get that. But when you want the music part more, I think any artist that's ever wanted the music part more than anything has always wanted that that second piece of it or that partner to be like, you know, especially the ones that don't necessarily know how to record themselves or do their own mixing. They're like, man, why can't I just find an engineer that really fucks with me and a producer that really fucks with me? You know what I mean? To yeah. just help me with that part of it and let me do the artist part of it and keep going. Uh, I, I think nowadays, though, you get a lot that they just want attention. They just want to have something out and hopefully, you know, get something to spark from it where they get money and more attention. And so they don't even care about that personal relationship between, you know, themselves as the artist and somebody else who can do something that they can't do because most artists especially rappers you know they they're not making their own beats you know a lot of times they're they're getting them from those sites because it's easy to get beats from anywhere but if you know somebody who's really fucking with you and doing it like that it's it's just a different experience like even now like i got you know i you know 
being part of Graveyard, we we get emails all the time with, you know, producers who are like, hey, got these beats, you know, use them, such and such, this, that. You listen to them, it's like, oh, these are terrible or it's all right, but I don't, I don't like your tag. You know what I mean? Like, and I listen to them and I'm like, ah, do I use these or do I just go with the beats I know I like? You know, which are my A to the Mo beats. I got plenty of them. You know, I'm, I'm not hurting for them. And trust me, please keep them coming because even though, even if I don't have everything written to now, like I'd, I'd rather have stuff in the tuck that I can work with so that when I get that spark of, all right, I'm going to write all weekend. You know, I got something to work with. I'm not saying, damn, I wish I had beats. Right. Now I'm just saying, all right, what do I want to make this into? So I, don't know, I, th- I think it's just a difference between, you know, the I want to be famous rapper, artist, and the I want to be an artist and become famous. Yeah, well, I think I mean, because I think for a lot of people, it is about they want to be an entertainer. You know, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. You know, not even saying they want fame, but they like their goal is they just they think they could be entertaining and they want people to care about their life and they could do whatever. And I whereas and of course, I I think I guess I'm someone of that. I have a whole fucking podcast and shit. But for me in the rap sense, it is really like I just want someone to hear it and be like, that was a good fucking line or whatever. Right. Like something I joke about all the time. Um, But like. It's kind of like if a black person compliments your raps or like compliments your athletic prowess or something like there's certain things like you just feel really cool as a white person when that happens. And so like I do like I want like a black person to be like, no, like I think your music's cool. Um, I will keep sitting on beats, except maybe not Sir Nasty if you don't get any of these beats done soon. I don't know, man. I think the next project he's rolling out, I don't know how many, but. I, I got a feeling he's got a couple of them on it. Nice. I haven't heard it yet, but I, I know he said it'll be ready for October's releases. Nice. So I, I think he might have a few on now. Uh, yeah, I know Brad's got some coming out. I think in October as well. Um, so yeah, we'll I know they always do their uh, their hardcore project. Their big ones come out in October. So we have a lot of a lot of music from the homies. And then also, I sent you on Christmas of last year. Uh, you and CJ a beat pack and y'all are working on some collab shit together. We've heard one of y'all songs on the music podcast. Um, and he's told me they're going pretty good. Like, I mean, I talked to CJ a lot as well and, uh, he's like, Oh yeah, man, this shit's really going along. I think we both, it's one of those things where it's like, we get back to it once we like kind of burn out on our own projects. Right. Cause like at first, like I was all over it and I was sending him stuff and it was like, well, he was doing something. So, you know, he was hearing it, but he wasn't really getting back. Then I started working on my own stuff and then he started sending me shit. And I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> we got we got full songs coming. And then it got to a point where he sent me a couple of things and was like, yeah, just let me know when you got something to it. And now I'm the one that's like, I had got to it yet, <laughs> but it's in there. Right. Yeah. I, but it's cool, though, because like neither one of us have an expectation of, you know, we want it to come out, you know, this date or in this quarter, whatever. <laughs> like, it's just when it's done, it'll be done. and. It'll be cool. Yeah. Well, CJ definitely takes his time um, on, on all this stuff. And I know he was working on some rock stuff because, you know, he's always sending us like, hey, here's a listen to this. And so I know he has yeah, a other genre that he's been doing, you know, and then he's also performing somewhere um, in a couple. I saw weeks. that. And so that's I, I really think, you know, I've never performed. but I really think that's something that like everyone that's around this level of whatever level I feel like me and my peers are at. 
I really think that should be the goal. Like we probably should be trying to perform or something, you know, not saying you would have to, but like if you were trying to proceed to the next step, I do think that's probably important. And that's something I've like ran from my whole life because I'm so shy, but shout out CJ for doing it big. Being, being seen is definitely a big thing just from a, from a, you know, gaining fans. Cause I mean, it's, you know, we're in the age now where, like when I, I I'll use myself as an example because I I honestly wish I had every fan I that I get or that I have I want them to be just like me like because I feel like they will work perfectly as my fan and me as an artist like first rapper I was ever a fan of was Tupac heard the music loved the music didn't care what he looked like didn't really know what he looked like of course he was on the album cover so like you know I knew what he looked like but added to me to to see him performing or even if he didn't have videos like i love the music so much that i didn't need the other stuff like i get they do the other stuff because you know that's what you get paid for and you got people who really want it but i didn't like i never even if he had been somewhere where i was like i probably would have never went and saw him live because like i I'm, I'm not even a live music guy like i me either man. i enjoy <laughs> everything like even like entertainment stuff like you know I'm, I'm a big wrestling fan i've been to live wrestling events and i never like it like I like to hear like I like to watch it on TV. I like to hear the commentary. I like to see all the camera angles. Like being there live, I'm like, oh yeah, this this doesn't feel anything like what it feels like when I'm watching it on TV. Right. So I'm the same way with artists though. Like I just don't need all that. And that's the same way I want, you know, when I have fans, like I want them to be the same way. Like, yeah, we don't need to see them all the time. Just as long as he's making music we like to listen to. But we don't live in that kind of time. Like everybody wants to see shit. So, you know fuckers um fuckers for real yeah so anyway but yeah that was fun honestly putting together the beat pack for you and cj and when i did one for brad and uh h2 when they done uh and, and coop when they done their collab album because i was like trying to just imagine like beats y'all could both do you know it's so, like that's a whole other sort of thought experiment and then also when i send people beats i don't know if people understand this part like y'all as the artists really have no say in what you get sent I just send you a beat pack of like, these are exclusively yours if you want them that I imagine you could do well on. And so I understand when some people are like, yeah, I don't like these or whatever because they didn't pick them. I just, I just sent them to them. But I, for sometimes it works out really well. People are like, oh, it's perfect. Yeah, that might be another way that I'm real odd as an artist. Like, I've never been able to picture myself sitting in someone's studio watching them make the beat. And then being like, oh, yeah, add this here. All right, can you move that to that? Can you slow it? Like, I don't know. I, I just can't. I can't visually see myself doing it or to do it. Like, if I hear some shit and I like it and I can make something happen to it, I can just do it. Like, I don't. It doesn't have to be tailor made while I'm, you know what I mean? Like, while I'm there and, you know, oh, I want the hook to have this kind of drunk. Like, I'm sure that's cool. And like, people make dope shit doing it that way. But I can't, I don't know, like every time I even think about it, I'm like, I don't even want to be in that environment. Like It's just not my scene. Right. Honestly, I could even make a beat like that. Like, because uh, Skinny comes over and he watches. So for instance, last night or I think it was like, yeah, no, two nights ago, he was over here and uh, I'm making some beat and I'm all, I'm trying to think what I instrument. I probably had like some guitar or some shit, right? Some like kind of lower, like a bass guitar. And I was like, oh man, I just need, I need like a flute, like something real high end, like a you know, start making these weird noises or whatever. And he's just like laughing. And he's like, 
And he's like, whatever, you know, and then I find a flute and it's not quite right, but I'll go ahead and lay down like some flute pattern. And then I start going through different types of flutes. And then I had a filter and then I had a distortion and then I filter it out some more. And then by the end, it's like uh, this weird, like flute off a ghost radio or something. Right. And he was like, that's fucking, he's like, I don't know. You know, like, you can tell he's like, how the fuck? you get there and i don't yeah and how to I start there and end there right like it wasn't like i knew where it was gonna end i just knew i need something high up you know in the register and uh to kind of counter melody this other stuff and so like i knew like in a way what i was doing but also i i like accidentally found myself into what i did if that makes sense so like um and i, I that's how i just have to make beats or any art really is i just kind of have to well, what what can I imagine will be here? Well, this thing. All right, we'll try it. Sometimes it's cool and sometimes it, it sucks. You know, like that, that's just how it goes. Yeah, it's a crapshoot. And you just you go for it and get the best you can get out of it. Um, now, before see. we get off music, yeah. what, uh, I, I know you've talked about it. You had the album special, but do you have any new favorite songs from the album now that it's like cemented as an album and it's not just something that you have access to? Like, have you heard anything from people that like make you look at songs different or anything more special about the good enough album for you? Um, I don't know if I would say like anyone saying anything. Cause I've gotten very little feedback really. You know, I've gotten very few people. Um, right before we started, I saw where the Hassan assassin on Instagram did a little video to got a smoke. Uh, and he was like all smiles, you know, and that made me happy. That's dope. Because I do think like that song, because it is a freestyle, it was on like an old ass beat that was in my beat store for over a year that I pulled down and was like, fuck it, I'm using it. And then I I understood like it wouldn't be everyone's thing, but to see like another little (laughs) stoner type person be like, oh, this is fun. You know, I enjoyed that. So that's cool. Um, I would say like the last two songs I knew people wouldn't like. But like, I don't, I think like they really don't like, like, I haven't heard anything about seems likely or good enough because they are kind of like downers, but like, that's kind of my shit. You know, like I enjoy making that. Um, I would say, I guess it's complicated has kind of come around as one of my favorites that it wasn't at all before the album came out. Um, and then I, after it's been out, I'm like, I kind of really like that one, you know? So, um, but I like all of them, you know I mean? I wouldn't have done them if I didn't enjoy them no and it, and it's just looking at it strictly from a fan perspective of the music like it's just it's a dope project like you can just play it through and you know i, I listen to shit on repeat a lot of times anyway but this is one where like i listen to it on repeat and honestly until it comes back around to the song with you and me on it i'm like damn i thought i was still listening to right. <laughs> new shit like i thought it was still going i didn't even know i started over like it just kind of it just seamlessly runs through. It's it's a dope sound, and you don't get into the sad bag nearly as much as like I I thought you were gonna get into it way more just from. I think we talked about it, you know, a couple times on the podcast. Just as you were working on it, like I thought you were gonna get way more into the sad bag, but I was like, okay, this is just more of a. I guess fun would be the way I describe it, just with the lyrics and the way you did the hooks. Yeah, it's like a like little, it's, it's like it's a fun album. I guess maybe the word yeah. I would describe because yeah, yeah, just kind of chill like. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't take you too far in either direction, really. Something I do that's weird, I guess, is like an artist on every project is I do like establish like weird rules. Like this is what I'm doing for this one, kind of like with Internet Friends and then stuff like that. And so on this, like yeah. I've mentioned many times, I've, I've freestyled most of the hooks. And so it was just like me. And I, 
I honestly think everyone freestyles hooks, right? Like in a way, like you're like doing what like kind of comes natural to the song. So like it, it, even if you write it down, you're like the first time you think of the words, it's like a freestyle. So like, yeah, it just, yeah, it's, it's going to be whatever your first thought is not like a verse where you might, you might tweak it as you go in and right. change the words. And yeah, with a hook usually have you do it the first way is probably how it's going to be. So like, I'll be, like, I know a lot of these hooks, don't really make sense like or there's like words missing you know like to make it make more sense but i was just trying to fill it you know uh just whatever kind of came to me and uh so like knew me like which is the intro which i think i've done a stupid job with it's the longest song on the album and it's the intro uh the hook should have been cut in half but i just i didn't care i was like fuck it um but they're I, part I, the fun part of it right like i really enjoy the verses on that or whatever right it has like a certain um aesthetic but like the hooks are like i just said that shit you know like, i don't know i know it's hard to explain people are like of course you did but like i just like the beat played and i just started doing the hook right and it was like do me you know like, i was like fuck it that's it that's the hook so we're going with it and i did it on a lot of these songs where i just fucking sat there and tell the hook camp. and then like some like it's complicated that was opposite i done all the verses I just had these verses randomly written, done them to that beat. And I was like, how am I going to connect them? They're just fucking random. So like, that's why in between I'm like referencing what I said and what I'm about to say. So it like kind of makes it seem like it's one cohesive thing. I don't know. And then something like lemon con. That's a perfect example of, cause I've had a couple people on Twitter be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And to me, it's obvious. I'm talking about fucking cut. What kind of kush the lemon con. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, once you listen to it, now, I got to say this before I forget. Cause I think of it every time I look at the cover and the name, I always end up with, uh, you remember that video game lemmings, the lemmings. Yeah. I think lemmings. that's what they're called. I'm familiar. That like, I always, for some reason, think of that when I see that cover and see that name, I'm like, Oh, it's on some video game shit. But then I remember, I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> like, that's always the first thing that comes to mind when I see lemon kind. So I think of like the lemmings, yeah, like human kind, so lemon kind. Proud of my painting of those goddamn lemons. You know, that was all for It was a good thing. All for him. Um, but yeah, so lemon kind, I think, you know, uh, I'm all trying to sing and shit and it's cool. And then talk my shit, I think, is like, that's probably more in line with like my old shit back before I like quit yeah. and came back, you know? And so I do that. There's something it reminds, like that song reminds me of that string of singles you put out the, uh, like the flow singles. Yeah. Casual flow, heat flow. All, like it, that yeah. kind of remind me of that series. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now seems likely. I know you said seems likely and good enough for the ones that you kind of gotten the list, least feedback on. And I'm trying to remember, it seems likely the one where you did like, it's like a stacking of the hook that it's weird, but not in a bad way. Right. Yeah. That, like am I some, thinking of the right one? There's some layers. It's basically of like, yeah, uh, it's like, I don't know. I say the word seems likely in there. <laughs> yeah. They just kind of, the way I, best way I can describe it is like a Tarzan hook. Like the words kind of swing off each other and go from one. I don't know. It's, it's cool though. Like I, I liked it. It took me about probably after like the fourth or fifth time I listened to it. I was like, okay, I, I feel the vibe of this one now. Like initially it was like, where the fuck is this going? Right. But after a couple of listens, I was like, you know what? You really gotta you gotta get into the mind state of the song sometimes. Right. You everything does go together. You know, like it is a like an album in a way, you know. So um sometimes I think those do take a couple of listens. And then I would say Bong Hidden, I think, is probably the best collab me and Brad have ever done. So that's gotta be worth something. Um, and I think y'all both killed the hook, not the hook, but killed the verses equally. I heard you say you, you felt like Brad 
went harder than you did once you heard his verse. But I listened to it a couple of times. Like I said, I don't listen to the album a few times, but I, I listened. I'm like, nah, y'all both killed it. Yeah, it's I, not really. I do think it is. Like, I, I was you. You kind of you kind of made me think his like not that his verse is bad, but like I was waiting for him to like crush yours, and I was like, oh, but it didn't crush it. Like it, it just it stayed on par with it. Like y'all both had dope verses. Well, it's kind of like uh, we have this song called Classy Cypher that'll be out later next year because I have two projects I'm working on. And I mean, uh, in my house, it's already out every yeah. day. <laughs> and <laughs> I just think you killed it. So like, I do think I did okay. And I think Brad was like better than me. And then I think you came in, you're like real good. But every song I've ever put out that has the word cipher in it, I think I'm the worst verse. Like it's just something weird about it. But um, I am excited about that one, but I think you really uh, met the vibes of that one. So yeah, I, I love that shit. Like, I know, I know I always end up saying, oh, this is my favorite collab that I've done ever so far to the next one. But like, I really be meaning that shit. Like, like I play that one every other day and I'm like, I still like it. <laughs> like I, I hadn't played it yet and been like, ah, it's all right. Like usually that's, that's how it usually ends up being once I play my own shit too long. Right. But that one, I played it and every time I'm like, nah, man, this shit is hitting. And I will say, I haven't mentioned anything else, but if people are listening to this episode, they can hear this, I guess. Uh, I do plan on doing like all the few, all the music I have recorded that's not out. I'm going to try to do another special podcast before this all shit's over with Skinny. And we're just going to play it all. Everyone get an early sneak peek because, you know, fuck it. I have a podcast. Why not? And so I probably will play yeah, that why not? there. But my future music plans, um, I have five singles coming out for the rest of the year. And I've originally, I was just going to do singles, you know, and they haven't even happened yet. But after I put out this album, even with the numbers not being very good, you know, like I've been pretty honest about that. I just love doing albums, you know, and so I've already decided which albums these singles that are coming out are going to be on. So we're going to put them on some albums that I'm working on. I'm working on two albums. One is like kind of in the same vein of, you know, portrait and good enough um, where, uh, I don't know. It just has that kind of the vibe a little bit on, I guess, on like the alternative side. The song I'm writing, I'm working on right now is like a straight rap song. So I'll suddenly have one of those. And then the other project I'm working on is all sample based beat, like all the beats I sample a vinyl. Um, and so that's like how they're being divided at the moment. And they're so good. Some of these beats I've used off finals, but like they're so good. It's intimidating. Like I have to like, murder this because it's like the beat's so good so pros and cons take yourself to that new level right like there's one that is samples where um i i, I got some words in it you know so like at the right before the like verse starts it goes very bad and i'm like well god damn it now the whole song has to be about like that has to be the name of the song it's very bad but now i gotta like how am i gonna work that in you know and shit so, yeah it's good uh <laughs> So figure like, out what the theme of very bad will be yeah so there's like such good beats and honestly a lot of them i'm like oh soko would kill this brad would kill this but i'm gonna like give it an honest try before i just have a full of features you know because and something i also pieced together when me and skinny were listening the other night i was like hold a minute i go i think if i'd done a childish gambino flow this would work and i started like doing like kind of his style and like i kind of found like a cheat code rap for some of these beats i'm like i gotta start listening a lot of that like not not Redbone Childish Gambino, but like before that when it was like three thousand and five, and um, I don't know that whole fucking era of him. So I got to get inspired to work on that. But anyway, I got two different projects, and it's like so much shit, and I have like almost nothing written. 
for anything. So it's like such a like I have all these plans, but none of the actual work done. So it's kind of anxiety inducing in a way, but not really because who cares? No, I I get the anxiety part of it. Like I feel that way every time I think about like how many beats I have, like from the beat packs that either haven't been recorded or haven't even been written yet. I'm like, God, man, I I got a lot of stuff I can do and I want to do, but where's the time at type shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's for sure. It's a topic. And I've been trying to like play video games because I spend money on them. So I feel like if I don't play them, I waste that money. But I don't really like leisure shit, movies, TV, like I enjoy all that stuff. (laughs) I've like really been in the big brother this year. And so it comes on three times a week. So I want to make sure we stay up with it. You know, something and the wife enjoy together. And so it does just feel like I don't uh, have as much time. But I know that's not correct because I've always had the same amount of time. So it's just the waves, man. Just the waves you go through. Um, So. I feel like there was something else I was going to mention on music, but I've fucking spaced out and lost it. But uh, what TV shows have you been watching lately? I know you, uh, like you said, you always enjoy some of that shit. Hey, one last plug on music before we move to TV. Oh, Graveyard, we'd have moved into it's an app called Station Head. It's kind of like online radio in a way. Yeah, Minx has but it's, mentioned uh, it before. Yeah, she. That's that's where we got it from. We heard her talk about it. I don't know if she ever talked about it. I think she may have talked about it on a podcast with you, but I think I've heard her talk about it on hers as well. But it used to be an Apple Music only thing. Like you could only get it on iPhone, Mac computer, or whatever. But recently, I guess they moved it to where you can do it on an Android, on a you know regular uh, regular computer. It ain't got to be a Mac no more. Nice. Um, so it's we got that set up. And basically, it's, I said it's, it's online radio for the most part. You set up a station which is basically you log in and once you got to log in, you can do your own station, but it connects to either your Apple music or your Spotify. You got to have a premium account with one or the other. And you can just, you can either play whatever you search and find, or you can just hit play and play a playlist. And it does like 99 songs at a time. And then once those are gone, you got to do them again. Otherwise you won't have anything playing on your station, but you can just leave it playing. And people who use that app, like they'll pop in and out, you know, and they, whatever, the way it's supposed to work, I don't know. You know, I I don't ever believe shit till I see it work for myself. I I got to see the numbers work before I believe it. But however many people are listening, you know, to your station at the time a song is on, that's how many streams that song gets. And now that I see how it works, I see how that's legit because they have to connect it to their like it basically takes over their Spotify account or their Apple Music account for while they're on it. So it's like, okay, I get how that can work then. Because at first I didn't understand it. And I was like, that can't be real. <laughs> when Minx mentioned it, yeah, she did say that was how it worked. And and I was like, oh, that would be really cool. But yeah, until I actually saw like the numbers hit my stats, I would still be like, we'll see. <laughs> because that's just yeah, how you and that, that's it. what I'm waiting on. Like we, we've been doing it for about two, three weeks now. You know, we got people that fuck with us on it. We got people that we'd have met through there that, you know, they jump on every now and then. But you know, we monitoring to see, you know, we, of course we play our shit the most because that's what we do. Like, it's our playlist, but we also got a lot of the internet friends on there. So we just seeing how to work out. I think so far we had between like 15 and I think the most listeners we ever had at once was 30. From what I noticed on the app, like the stations that get the most listeners are the fucking BTS fans. Right. Like there's like 30 BTS stations that keep like hundreds of listeners at all times. So I definitely see how they get a lot of their streams. Like they have stream teams that are like all over the app. 
because the first couple of times I went in, I was like, what are these? And I'm like, oh, this is all BTS. My There's a woman my age or older that's like my friend on Facebook that I've known for, for a long time. And she's like one of those adult women that are like obsessed with BTS. And I'm just like, really? I don't even understand the musical. It's not that it's bad, you know, understand like it's good, but it's like super produced pop music. And just like you could hear this anywhere. I don't know. I just don't quite get the appeal of the Korean pop music. Not, I don't know anybody in real life that is into it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's definitely a new thing that like actually know people in actual life that know and enjoy them not that they're not enjoyable it's just i hadn't heard of any right my wife knows one lady who like at work on her lunch break every day watches korean netflix because uh, like their shows are like super soapy and drama now that, that shit is real popular yeah and like I'm, we like we we have netflix like we share somebody's password and like that's all they fucking watch it's like these korean shows and like South African shows. I'm like, that shit does not look interesting to me, but they watch all that shit. Yeah, there's just so many good shows. I couldn't watch the... I mean, I'm not trying to hate. I'm Maybe some are good, but to me, they do not appear so. <laughs> nah, nah, they don't, they don't do it for me either. <laughs> um, so yeah, what kind of TV are you watching lately? Uh, I know one of the first shows I wanted to talk about, just because I know for a fact we both watch it, is the rehearsal. Yes, we have one episode left. It's, I think, on right now while we're recording this, but... Uh, We'll get to I think I'm behind one, so I'll have two episodes that I'll probably end up watching this weekend. Yeah, so if you don't know about the rehearsal, well, first, I feel like you have to know about Nathan for you, which was this dude, uh, Nathan. uh, He had a Comedy Central show where he would go to businesses, and it was like half prank show, half like bar rescue, right? Except he didn't actually wasn't going to help him. Like, So he goes to business. He's like, I have this plan for you. This will turn your business around and it was always something fucking stupid. And then he would like, they would kind of go along with it and then you would watch it. And most of the time fail. And then he would just leave. Like he never does like it. And that was a prank. He just like, all right, see you later and leaves. And that's like the whole humor of it all. And, uh, I loved it. It was very good. He then went on to produce a show on HBO called how to with John Wilson, which is like one of my favorite TV shows. It's just so artsy and, and weird. And, uh, so I knew he was working with HBO. So the rehearsal comes out and it's basically, I think the first episode is the best way to explain it is he has a guy who yep. needs to explain. He wants to break the news to a friend of his that he does not have a master's degree. And he lied to her years ago that he did, but she keeps sending him job th- postings that need one. And so he has to break the news. So then Nathan high rebuilds the bar that they're going to be at like identical to the way it looks and then hires an actress to play the woman and then has this guy practice all the different variables of how this could go. And it's fucking ludicrous right? this first episode. And if every episode was that, it would be a great show, but it's not that. And like the next episode, the woman's like, she wants to be, see what it's like to be like married with a kid to practice it before she, you know, had the real thing happen. So well, it starts out. She, she just wants to see what's like to have a kid, but single. Yeah, that's right. And then, and then it morphs into the married part. Yeah, and so like he, he inserts himself too. Episode two has just continued forever, where it's like yes. they just keep going. So, and she's like kind of a crazy Christian lady. Uh, she's she's out there. She's way out there. Yeah, like I mean, everyone's entitled their own religious things. But honestly, I respected her so much. When I know, I think you're an episode behind on the episode you're, we haven't seen yet. She does stand up for her religious beliefs in a way that I'm like, hey, a lot of people wouldn't do that. So you might think she's crazy, but at least she isn't faking it. You know? What yeah. I mean? and, it, and I, yeah, I can usually respect that when people are 
when people are a little extreme, but they're extreme and they Consistent. they mean it and right. they aren't extreme for the sake of being extreme. I can respect it. And so, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> Nathan Fielder's Jewish. She's Christian. That comes up. Uh, it's like all this just funny shit happens. But the big argument in my household. So I wrote this news to you and you're like, now you think about it. Is my wife, and this is before they even, there's an episode where they have like a whole acting school, but even before that episode, yes. she thought, she thinks everyone's an actor and she thinks everyone was an actor on Nathan for you now that she's watched this. And she's like, she thinks it's all a big con and like the cringe is the humor, but like it's actors doing it. Right. And when she says that, I'm not saying she's wrong. I think that's totally possible, but it kind of ruins it. It's like ruining professional wrestling when you're a kid and you thought it was real, you know? So you're like, no, God damn, it's real to me. And so yeah. <laughs> don't I, take this from me. <laughs> so I, I do want the like first interact, for instance, the, uh, acting school episode. I want that first class to be the first class and then him to recreate it. I don't want there have to have been original class. He recreated and then recreated it. And, we only and then the recreated one. that. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I want to believe that the first one was real. Um, but if it wasn't, I understand. Like, I get if that's going to be the bigger reveal at the end. But then again, the reason why I don't think it'll be the bigger reveal is because they got signed up for season two today. It got announced. And so they couldn't do it again. If that was the reveal, you know, another thing about that acting one, like I just, I don't think there are actors that are that good. Like they, I don't think there are actors that would be that good at pretending to be actors. Yeah, or that good at being like normal. They, you know, like they're not. Yeah, like, yeah, like they were like people. normal. Like yeah, they they were acting way too much like normal people who really were like who were treating it as weird as it is. Right. Like, like it's like okay, yeah, all these all these reactions are way too natural. Like I don't think you could. I died these reactions. Whenever he became the person in the class and hired someone oh to be him, I like couldn't <laughs> breathe. I was like, this is so. Good. It was, yeah, like it's. It's hysterical, but it's a long game. Hysterical. Yeah, it's a long like it's not game like sure. punchline hysterical. It's like, oh shit! Like he's he's fucking inceptioning himself. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> like it's so stupid. Like he's going great. deeper and deeper. Like at one point, I was like, I don't know, like what layer we're in anymore. Yeah, but it, it's good. I think I think you have to be this right type of person to enjoy it. I don't think everyone would enjoy it, you know. But I do and think- like and you gotta like you gotta understand that he's like his social awkwardness thing, like plays into it a lot. Like somebody who is just less socially awkward than him, it probably wouldn't come off as well right. or work as well. Like on the funny side, like it just makes it even funnier. Like his almost non-understand, like almost like uh Sheldon from big bang theory. Right. Well, and his, is what it his narrations are always very funny. Like, uh, you know, his overlay. I, from what I understand, he's playing like an exaggerated version of him. Like they said he is so, awkward, but he's not that awkward. That that awkward. But yeah, he's like, but I'm like he's like shit. leaning into it, you know, the awkward silence, which is where you get the funny moments, you know, yeah. like uh I mean he had another guy that he was talking to that just kept giving away all kinds of information. I can't remember who it was, but you're like, I can't believe like it's those moments you just shut up and let someone else just keep talking and they just keep saying shit and you're like, I can't believe <laughs> this dude saying this. He, he, he like gets in a lot of those moments, you know. And it's always very fun. Um has there been anything else you've been uh watching? Uh, Hulu, I'm still checking out Only Murders in the Building. Uh, that's on season two. I've heard it's really good. And that's what uh, I haven't watched. Yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it. Like it's it's not <sighs> campy. Is probably too strong a word. It's probably a little real back from campy. It's just it's just a fun show. Like it's a fun show. It's kind of a murder mystery mixed with comedy kind of thing. And I've always dug Martin Short, Steve Martin, like 
I like their older movies and Selena Gomez. Like I, I don't dislike her. So it's a nice little combo. Um, and then it's, it's about podcasts too. So like if you, if you know about podcasts, then it kind of gives you an extra layer of enjoyment. Kind of, if you're in the podcast, like if you don't even know what a podcast is, that part of it probably would take you out of the show and make you be like, I, I don't get it. What, what are they doing? But yeah, good show. Same thing on Hulu. And this is a, I think it's an FX show uh, called The Old Man. Yeah, it's they wrapped up one season of that. To try to. It's good. I've heard it's, it's really good. good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd say definitely check it out. Um, and then, you know, once you check it out, we chop it up more about it because it, it is good. Um, Netflix, they did the final season, I believe, of Lock and Key. I think you told me y'all watched that one. No. If I'm not mistaken. When it first came out, we thought about it, but we never did. Oh, so y'all never even watched Okay. And it's it's like kind of a supernatural. It's a supernatural type show, um, magical, mystical keys, demons, shit like that. But I think I think they did their final season, and it it wasn't bad. You know, it's it's kind of like every final season of a show. It's like oh uh, y'all, you know, y'all kind of went too far left or too far right. You know, probably should have kept it in the middle a little more. But if they knew they weren't coming back, they probably didn't care. Right. Yeah. I uh. I'm trying to think of any shows I've watched. I haven't really been in any. Like I mentioned Big Brother earlier because that's something I, I always kind of watch. And I feel like this season's been good. Um, Alone, which is like my favorite reality show these days. For people who don't know it's on History Channel. Uh, they also have they have seasons of it on Hulu, like a couple seasons. And then they have like the the new the second newest season is on Netflix. So like last year's season they'll put on Netflix. If that makes now, that's sense. like a naked and afraid type show, right? That's, that's like, everyone comp- compare it. Yeah, that's what everyone what? compares it to. I think it's a lot better, but also I just didn't like naked and afraid. To me, it was all about like something about them being naked was supposed to be like a big deal or whatever. <laughs> and like, so yeah. like they just drop these people off. Most seasons it's in Canada, but I just heard today next seasons they're doing it in Russia, which I'm like, oh shit. Um, oh man, that seems weird and right? odd and political, but but I, I think know. it's because like Siberia is like the harshest place to survive. So anyway, they drop these people off, you know, in these cold ass places typically, but I think like season three, they're in South America. So they've done some weird things, but in general, they do them up in Canada. They drop them off uh, in a place all by themselves. They're their own cameraman. And then, uh, you know, they just, they film themselves trying to survive. So like, it's basically, it real quickly gets to something very simple. It's like, they got to get calories, so they can build shelter or whatever. Right? So like they're trying to balance getting food, building shelter. And then at the end, they're like, I got to not move because they don't have any energy left. And then like some people's strategy is they just come in with a bunch of extra weight and starve until they can't <laughs> survive anymore. And then some people are like active hunters. And um, I don't know. It's just I, something about it. I really enjoy this show every year. I enjoy it. I still think season seven is my favorite season. So if you happen to see like a bunch to choose from, I think season seven is really good. Season three was also very enjoyable. And then season six online, people say is like their favorite, but I don't have any memory of it. So I might go back and rewatch it, you know, but I have watched every season so far, but there's been nine now total. And this new season was, was pretty good. You know, like the guy, the, the, there's a guy that made it really far and he's the first person ever that just never had a fire, at least not for a long time. He just didn't like, you're supposed to boil your water, you know, so you like don't get all his bacteria. And he was just like, he, he was like, fuck it. I've never done that my whole life. And I've lived in crazy places. I'm just drinking the water straight. And he did. He never got sick. But like he's, you know, you see that and you're like, holy shit. You know, all of a sudden that becomes like a big deal. Now, is this the same show? Because I think I heard, I heard, a, I heard something about a show on another podcast, but I don't know if it was alone where there was, I guess, a, a lady on it and she, she dug a hole underground, but like made herself like a, 
like a shelter but underground. Yeah. yeah that sound familiar? Is that is that this show? Yeah, on season seven, I believe it was the one that has my favorite guy. Um, there was a like an older British lady who like studied uh prehistoric civilizations, and so she like dug a little pit. Yeah. And then made a roof over it with a fire in the middle. And because I think everyone has their own like idea for a shelter. Like this new season, this one woman, she made like a shelter bigger than my podcast room. Like it was huge. And then by the end, you're like, that's too big. You don't have the energy to do it. And that's what, what ended up killing her. Or not killing her, but sending her home. And she just ran out of yeah. energy before she could like finish the her shelter or whatever. So I don't know, there's something about it that's just so simple that it's like really gripping. And the fact, again, like they don't have cameramen. So, like, they can't fake it. It's not like Survivor where, like, they cut off the cameras, give them some food. Like, these people really got like GoPro and, type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, um, season seven, the guy, like, he killed a musk ox with a knife with his bare hand. He just saw it and he ran up to it and stabbed it. And you're like, oh my God, this is crazy. You know, so, like, as someone who would never do that, I just enjoy watching it. So, um, Anyway, that's my old white man take on the world today is everyone should go watch alone. It's the best. Uh, very good. And then my show I watch to go to sleep is Forge and Fire, which is another history channel show where they put more episodes on Netflix and it's just motherfuckers making knives. And I don't know why, but I could just watch fuckers making knives. I'm like, this is good enough. Good enough. Stupid fucking show. I think it's that show, but they got a similar show that I think just came out on Hulu. Cause I, I keep seeing the picture of it anytime I pull up Hulu, but it looks like it's got Goldberg as the host. No, oh, nice. If I'm not mistaken, but it's called like Knives or some it's some kind of name like that. But it, it looks like from the cover, it almost looks like it's the same thing. Like he's going to be talking about different weapons and shit, but it's right. just his face. And then like the title is like Knives or Knife. Or I don't know. It's, it's something like that. Like I, I just see it every time I pull up Hulu now. Yeah, and I'm sure they're pushing it hard. Uh, and the other thing we're watching because we've been trying to rewatch some stuff, especially after we did our TV episode or t- you know for our favorite TV shows or my favorite TV shows, and uh, so we're always thinking of something back and rewatch. We hadn't rewatched True Blood in a long time, but probably since it ended. Um, and so we are on like season three of True Blood, and I, I stand by it. I think it's pretty good. You know, I mentioned on the TV episode that I don't like the main character very much, and I still don't. She's like the worst part. But the other characters are good. And people know it's like set in Louisiana where like vampires are real and, and werewolves and shifters and all this other shit. Um, but it's like they've come out and then, you know, if a woman has sex with a vampire, they're like you fang banger. And it's like basically just an allegory to like when black people were free. Right. Like it's a very similar thing. You can clearly see the parallels. And um so that's like kind of how it starts, but it's like a fun supernatural world. And it was coming out when Twilight was out and Twilight was so fucking stupid to me. And on this one, like the vampires are like fucking people and they like more true to life. Yeah. And it's like, you know, real life vampire shit. So anyway, we're only and three that, seasons. Is in, that HBO or Showtime? It is HBO. Okay, cool. It's, I feel like that in Sopranos has always been on like my list of if I got nothing to watch I'm going to start on these shows right but I've I've never gotten to them but I, yeah I think they're both on my list for that yeah Sopranos I know I mentioned before it was good but I think because I've seen so many other premium television shows since then since it's been out it isn't like as groundbreaking as it probably it's not was top tier if you when you're watching it you know and like a lot of people they don't have very many redeeming qualities and then people be like yeah that's what makes it good and you're like I don't know <laughs> I don't know if that's what makes it good for me. Everybody's just shit. Right. Um, but yeah, so many good TV shows and all old TV shows as well. So I know we're just planning on uh, 
keep watching you finish this one and then go on to what we're going to do next. I kind of really want to rewatch Mad Men because I just love it, but I've rewatched it a few times in my life. So we'll see if it happens. How about movies? You seen anything good movie wise or has it been all TV? Yeah, see, I don't watch movies that often. Um, I want to, you know, like there's times I want to, like, I know that new Jamie Foxx one looks pretty good. Uh, but honestly, I just I, said, I think you should check that out. Yeah. I, I want just, just cause you like the Jamie Foxx, like it, it'd be fun see him like not being a character but still being jamie fox but just a little more rugged but it's but with the same comedy like it's it's good yeah that one looks good and then i've also talked about watching old movies like today uh brad had shared a gift from zoolander and he didn't know what it was from i was like it's from fucking zoolander and now all day i'm like i want to watch zoolander um it's been so long since i watched that movie but it is weird how you like you feel nostalgic for the movies you've seen before but like i have no desire to watch new movies typically i'm like i don't want to watch a new one it's like what about one you've seen 20 times i'm like yeah that sounds pretty cool we could do that only thing that gets me about the ones i've seen 20 times and it didn't used to bother me like i, don't know, I guess my eyes are finally like adjusted to it but like now going back and it like certain stuff not being like super high quality like I like I used to kill like the American Pie type movies and like American Pie tripping how high like all that came out within the same to me that was like one era of movies that I was just like way into as far as watching it over and over but I go back and I'm like god and like quality wise like it's just it feels weird watching them sometimes Right. Well, something I get annoyed at is when people have the motion smoothing on on their TVs or whatever the setting is. And it's where it like turns everything into a soap opera because it like doubles the frame. Oh, rate. yeah. Like that 3D looking shit. Yeah. It, like doubles the frame. Yeah, rate, I, and then all I, of a sudden, I turn that off immediately. Whoa. I got a TV recently and like, I had to figure out how to turn that shit off. Like that, that shit annoyed the shit. I mean, I, I, I thought of 3D is what it was. Like, I thought it was like a 3D mode or whatever. But, like that shit makes everything look bootleg to me. Yeah, it's something about the motion smoothing. I remember when Pat when Powell had a good TV first, and he thought it was like the sign. It was good, like that's the good graphics. I'm like, no, like yeah, we can that's, see that's this, what everybody thinks. We can see the special effects because it's like t- fucked, you know. So or like, like if they move too fast, yeah. like doing shit in the scene, like it gives it like a blurriness kind. Of, oh, that or, shit is horrible. Well, man. Sometimes it makes it like a handy cam, like all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, like, it's like. Fuck? Yeah, why? Like, why would you, like? I watched a movie at a. I was at my in laws' house, and they got a TV like that where they just refused to change it. Like, I even told them, I was like, "Hey, you can make it not look like this." And they're like, "Look like what?" Yeah, I know. They, I'm like, all right, these people don't see it. They don't even get it. Yeah, they don't see it. And and like we watched it was whatever the last movie The Rock came out with, and it was like an action movie. And like we were watching it, and I was just like, "This movie looks like shit." Like I hate this movie. And then I came home and I turned it on. I was like, "Oh, okay, it does look like a regular movie. Like it's actually good." But like. Watching it that way fucking sucked. Yeah. And I don't know why people, like, I don't know why they can't see it. Like, my mom's the same way. Like, she's the one that first introduced me to, like, oh, this is 4K 3D TV, the new. And I'm like, it looks like a play. Like, you want it to look like that? Like, is that okay with me? Like, the background looks fake. <laughs> like, right. I don't want to see a movie like that. I want it to look real. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. Well, I, what's crazy to me is also that everyone's doing streaming, which is like we're so far away from streaming 4K, you know, and it's like people buy 4K TVs to stream something that's probably maybe not even be at 1080 by the time it comes through the Internet and all that. So it is weird how like 
the way people invest in certain things. Like for instance, when I watch like a Blu-ray on my PlayStation or play a game on my PS5, it looks so much better than just watching like Netflix. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I because agree. it's like, oh, it's right here. You know, it has like a 4K HDMI cable, and like, you know, it's it's just something about it that is a little fan. Like my wife watches all these fucking Harry Potter movies. Those things are fucking however old they are, um, but they look good on a Blu-ray. You know, on a good TV and shit. You're like, yeah, so it holds up. Big facts, like the kids say. Kids do say that, not here. Um, so anything else going on? You got any music you listen to? Like, you know, I know you're typically just like the underground rappers, but uh, are is there any in particular standing out to you these days? As far as new shit, I've listened a couple of times over to. I think you had, yeah, you had her on the show before, CLNY. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I know she's been on the pod before. Um, she dropped two projects. Uh, not too long ago that I've listened to a couple times. Like she's really good, man. Like as far as rappers in general, but you know, even especially female rappers. Like I can't listen to a lot of female rappers. That I mean, sometimes they just. I guess for the same reason, a lot of them wouldn't want to listen to like a guy talking about the penis all the time. Like I can't, I can't listen to them talk about what they'll do with their vagina all the time. It's like it's hard. I I enjoy hearing about uh, a wet vagina, but if I have no chance of experiencing it, then yeah, what do I care? You know? Yeah, it's uh, it's like the stripper thing. Like I I don't yeah I don't know yeah. I, I, I don't I don't need to go see it all the time. Like I want it. <laughs> like, so yeah, I don't need to hear you talk about like you know if what I you'll really do with it and chance, all that. But maybe, but yeah, don't don't be fake with me. Yeah, but if I don't hear, but not nah, she, you know, she just she raps. She makes different types of songs and shit, and she's got a cool style. And uh, I really, I, I dug both of her projects. You know, of course, I've been listening to your album. Um, I went back and I've been listening to uh, Brad and uh. H2, that the project they put out. And I know Coop's on a lot of the songs too, but I got a chance to really dig into that one and listen to it a lot more instead of just kind of skimming through it. And that's really good too, man. Like you really, you, you got your name attached to a lot of good music. Yeah. I like intersections a lot. Um, you know, that one was, I was really involved in it as far as like, for the fact I'm not on, on the songs, you know, but like I was in their group chat uh, you know, gave my opinions here and there of how I think you should mix this this way or that way. But Brad, you know, did it all, of course. And um, they have a whole other pack for to make a sequel to that. But I know that they're just not. They got to wait till like they're both ready, right, to do it. So there will be more from them. But uh, I just think they mesh well together. You know, they're both yeah, similar. very nice combo. Yeah, it's very good. Um, I was I can shout out some random, uh, I guess more mainstream people. I'm obsessed with this song called "Touch" by Mir Raj. And I listen to this song like it's like my first song I listen to every day. So uh, that's just my shit lately. And then there's a song by an artist by the name of Calibrate. And it's called, I don't even know how you pronounce his first word, Click It Shower. It's C-L-I-C-Q-U-O-T Shower. And I love his flow in this, in that song. And so I just list it all the time because I'm going to try to steal that flow eventually. And uh, Why not? Brad, I'll show it to him. He's like, oh, I love it. So he wouldn't listen to like every other song that got made. He's like, no other song is good. Like you found the one. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> yeah, you found the one good one or whatever. So I thought that was kind of funny. And then I listened to this song uh, hit by Kenny Mason a lot because I love the dialogue in between. Like I don't know if it's from a movie or 
you know, they were acting in the booth or whatever, but like this dialogue of like some guy talking to like, the middleman or whatever, like, I don't know. It's just so about it's so funny to me that like it goes a long way for me. But those are probably like my uh, three uh, songs lately that I've just been really into. Um, there's, of course, I have a whole playlist of shit I listen to, but those are like my top ones. Nah, if you got a well-placed movie or TV dialogue, like in the midst of a song, like that shit really can take the song to like just a different enjoyable level. Right. Like something like, I, I want to do really bad when I could do it anytime. I understand I don't have to cancel a podcast to do it, but you only have so much time, but I want to just sample so many like dialogues and videos and shit to where I just have like this whole bank of stuff, but I just never do it. So for instance, I send Brad TikTok videos almost every day where I see something that's funny that cause he's his uh, algorithm sucks and he wants the good shit because I got the good shit on my TikTok. And so I send him over like the funny shit. And then I'm someday plan on going back through everyone I sent him and then like downloading the audio from him. Right. Like if I could get some mentally challenged kid yelling some shit and put it in a beat, like I think that'd be funny. Um, yeah, you'll make it work. <laughs> right. Like that could be cool. No, that was funny was the wrong word. It could be cool. And um, anyway, so I always am sharing shit like that, but I just I've never sat down and like, all right, let's pull the audio. Or whatever. Or like I'm watching like a righteous gemstones episode and I'm like, oh, that'll be such a funny line. Like that one episode where we're talking about rape, like that whole yeah. fucking rape dialogue will be so funny and something. But like, when am I gonna remember to actually go back, pull it up on my computer, you know, record it or whatever? Like it's a little more work than it seems at first. Uh, and so I just never do, but that is stuff I really want to do. So I have a bunch of ammo to use there. Nah, I'm the exact same. Like I tell myself all the time, like, God, you need to be writing this stuff down. If not, you're just going to lose it until the next time you come across it. And I just end up losing it. And I'm like, man, I had all these great ideas for, you know, this episode of this. So like, even like that show, the old man, like sometimes you just hear shit, you know, actors say to each other in dialogue and you're like, that shit would go cool at the beginning or the end of a song. Right. And then you just never go back. Well, there was one I sent to Brad the other day because I said, hey, we got to get this for H2. And it was like some preacher that was like, I'm not just giving the word of God. I am God. Or, you know, something like that. And I was like, oh, my God. If that cut into an H2 song, it would go so hard. But, like, oh, am I going to sit there, take the time? No, I didn't, you know, because I'm lazy. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely moments like that where I'm like, God, we need to. I got to work on this shit. Or, uh, I'm telling you, man, we always have the grand ideas, man. Yeah, but those, I guess, are what keep you going. You know, like, I also feel like I need to just watch a bunch of beat videos because I kind of, even though I really like my beats lately, I make them so fast and so easily. They're not challenging. And I do kind of feel like they might get stagnant or stale in a way. And so I'm like, you know what? I need to find some like new techniques and like new instruments to try to use. Cause right now it's all just fucking like sad guitar, sad piano, you know, or whatever. And so. I, I kind of try to put pressure. I need to do all this shit. And then I end up doing none of it. Now, I know at one point you talked about dipping in the, um, dipping the beat, making into the country water a little bit. Have you thought about like doing genre specific beats anymore? Uh, I mean, like I any sent, other genres. Speaking of what I mentioned, like beat packs to send people, I did send a beat pack to P money. Uh, he wanted all country style beats. And so I did send him a pack of those. Uh, I said H2 some as well. I have someone to pack for him right now because he does really well on like those acoustic guitar top things, I think. And uh, yeah. but it's I don't think I ever can. I haven't been able to achieve like an actual country song. It's like a hip hop song that's like heavily country influenced, but it's still like 
kind of a hip hop beat, you know, or like I've have a few beats that are like pop punk and I'm kind of keeping a lot of those on my, for myself, but there's still like hip hop hi hats and shit, you know, like it's just hard for me to like, let it all go. I heard, um, I heard a country song the other day. It had to be on a show. Cause I feel like that's the only way I would have heard it, but it like, it's what I would call like, if I had to describe it like urban country, well, like they're still talking country shit, but it's almost like they're leaning in the rap direction. Yeah, there's kind of. I hate it to be honest. I don't know why. There, there's a lot of like, and usually I do too. But when they really are talking like their barnyard shit, sometimes it just sounds dope in rap form because I'm like that. The rap hip hop sound is better for my ears, but right. they're talking their country shit like about <laughs> you know getting on the truck and like <laughs> driving it through town. Like sometimes it just gets real hype and it just gets you. And you're like, I know this is corny and I know they're doing it just to get people, but damn it. They got me. Right. See, to me, if it was like, if it's still a black dude, I guess I give it more of a pass. Right. Like if it was a black dude, that's like, no, I'm just black, but I'm country. And this is what I'm doing. Oh no, no, yeah, This is definitely white guys. Just stealing the, right. <laughs> stealing but when the, it's the white guy, I just, for some reason, it is harder for me um, to get behind it. Cause I'm like, you were the one probably being like, can't spell crap without rap or whatever. Right? Like, Cause I grew up in this yeah. fucking small ass country town. So like, that's just how I imagine it went. Um, and it's like, oh, now you're going to try to rap because it's like the cool thing to do. But I don't know. Also, like the kind of country that attracts me, like I've had two country songs on my iPod ever, you know, so like I'm not a big country fan. It's Riding with Private Malone. And then um, don't take the girl. And both of those are like extremely well written songs. Like they're well written with a story and like the hooks are pretty good. And so you're like, I like them in hindsight because they're well written songs. I don't really like just any like country song, you know, like it has to be like a good song. If that makes sense. I think, and this is a side story, but it links back into our uh, talk about wanting to have a producer that like works with you and makes shit for you. Um, producer in the mind who damn it sucks and I, I'm not realizing it. Yeah, he's he's dead. He's no longer with us. Like he died really. But uh, his name was Big Seb. He, you know, he was kind of the only producer in the in the neighborhood. Right. You know, so it's we didn't know anybody that made beats. You know, this is 20 years ago. So it wasn't like everybody making beats. This was like making beats on an app keyboard type shit. Um you know, having a MIDI and having to plug a memory card into it to get the beat and you really ain't got a good bass type shit. But when I um when I started going by Southern Comfort, he took the Buddy Jewel song, Southern Comfort, and he made a beat for me with that hook in it. Carry on, sweet Southern Comfort, carry on. And he had this dope beat with it. And he would never give it to me because he would always tell me it's not ready yet. And like I'd never forget that shit. Like I, I still pissed at him to this day that he never just gave me that beat because that shit sounded so good. Like he he took the you know he pulled the hook from it and he just made a beat around it. And I mean it was just perfect. But he like he would always be like, Nah, it ain't ready. I got to do a couple more things to it, and then I got you. I got you. And he never got me. <laughs> right. And honestly, it's a different time, so it's hard for me to put myself there. But like. When my beat's like 80% done, it's basically done. You know, like if there was like, I need two final things to it. Like, I don't even know what that would be. You know, like I don't even know what the final little stamps are. Um, but I I know also like I'm doing it like on a doll and not 
an analog system it sounds like he had so i'm sure it was quite a bit different yeah yeah his was like like by the time he got into like doing shit on a computer like he was still running his keyboard through the computer type shit like yeah like old that's something producer, I, I really need to get back on <laughs> something about the last year i have barely played my midi keyboard like it's here and hooked up you know i could but i just rarely do it because i'm not good at it you know like i don't actually know how to play the piano and, but when i do uh play something it's always like the saddest beats for some reason like whatever my natural like rhythm is or whatever like when I'm just kind of freestyling the keys, if you will, it always is like, fuck, it's so sad and like ominous or whatever. Like, I don't know why. So I, that's why I've been trying to avoid it. Also, like I'm not very good at making happy beats or, or things, you know, fun stuff. And so like, I try really hard to do it. Um, but what ends up happening is I go, well, what if I just change that instrument to a Rhodes piano? And then all of a sudden I'm like, well, there it is, but it's like all sad all of a sudden, right? Cause like you changed that one instrument. So, um, I'm working on it. I just, I got to figure out some more ways, but I've, I've been loving the vinyl f- chopping. You know, I put these vinyls in, uh, you know, one of them gave me 10 beats. Some only gave me a couple, you know, it kind of just depends. Um, I don't like things that already have their drums in. Like it's cooler when I can't find these old instrumental vinyls from the sixties. And it's just like some dude playing the piano at Madison square garden. And then I'm like, wow, I just have all this to use you know there's like no drums. I like, yeah like i like the sounds of like trumpets and saxophones and shit like that stuff is yeah i think putting that and then putting drums around it like it's cool yeah i have some uh horn and trumpet things for sure i think i want to say that the classy cipher has has some of that shit going on in it yeah um, I, think, I think it definitely had at least i i know my verse that that was the reason i mentioned something about saxophones i was like i don't even know if that's a saxophone but that's what it's gonna be yeah i'm close enough saxophones um, and shit but i i sent you y'all know if i already sent you some beats that were sampling some vinyls or if it's in the next pack i had started but i know i've sent you some and then i've sent one to sarnassi that's like he'll probably never do because it's just like a remix to the song. Like I just layered like all the, like the vocals and everything is like in the beat, but it's so good. And I was like, the only person I can imagine that would rap over this and not care would be Sir Nasty. So I'm going to send it just in case. I, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Like I said, it's, I know when he did, when I heard what he did with the Grinch sample, I was like, yeah, he's, he's still on his, he'll rap over anything. Shit. Yeah. And he made it work. The Grinch. So I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, he'll, he, I'm sure he'll fuck with that hard too. Hell yeah. Well, um, so have you listened to the new, like all the, are you caught up on the podcast lately? Yes. I, I haven't heard you and H2, I want to say is the latest one, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, I think I've heard uh, everything up to there. Yeah. That and the best of music came out today. Yeah, hadn't heard the best of music. Yeah, that hit today, didn't it? It did. Well, not today when the podcast comes out, but today when we're recording. Correct, correct. Uh, yeah, so almost done with all the music ones. We got one more, the best of the best, and then that'll be wrapped up. End of an era for sure. Um, but, you know, I know you've been, you've actually listened to like almost all of the episodes. You know, very few people have done that. So are there any... Uh, I'd, say, I'd say all the episodes. I wouldn't even say pretty much. Like, even when I, like, I'm not caught up, like usually if I'm a skip any, I'll usually skip like I'll skip a music one, catch up on all the regular ones. Then I'll go back to the music one before the next music one comes out type stuff. Right. But yeah, as far as episodes, like I, I treat it like a TV show. Like it's I can't skip an episode of a TV show. It doesn't feel right. <laughs> right. So anyway, you're like a real fan of the show. So, you know, you, I'm sure you'll be affected when it ends. But, uh, 
you know, uh, I think it's been pretty decent, you know, so I'm just trying to get your outside perspective, you know, just feel like the podcast has been doing good. Uh, I feel like, you know, it's like a hidden gem, like maybe not a lot of people know about it, but the ones that do are like, no, this shit's pretty fucking good. Yeah, I think like podcasts are unique like that. Like they, they create like a, like it's not like a movie or TV show where it's kind of, you can like do it with other people and it kind of, it's more of a group thing. Like a podcast can just be a only you fuck with it in your household and your circle and your whatever, and it just brings you like a little section of enjoyment. Like, and then it feels like you just after a while of listening to a podcast, like when you laugh, it's like you're laughing with friends. You know, when when you hear them talk about certain shit, whether you agree or not, it's like you're agreeing or not with friends. So it's 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 a different experience than like TV and movies. Like I get why they took off the way they did, you know, and I know it's. A lot of people jumped into it more for the monetary part of it, but just as a social thing, like I think they're really they're really more than just, you know, audio entertainment. Right. You know, it, it's it's a lot of podcasts out there that like people like like you said, it's it's a part of their everyday life. Like it becomes a part of their routine, you know, like going on that morning run, you know, the podcast is just right there with it. Yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts, you know, every week in which I'm like, oh, yeah, this is my shit. You know, and there's like recurring jokes and that'll make you laugh. And, you know, the things that, of course, sucks about our podcast is no one's famous. So it really is hard to bring in people. Like, I think if like I was a stand up comic or something, like people are like, oh, yeah, I would listen to that, of course. But like when you're just some nobody, they're like, why would I listen to that or whatever? Yeah, so, why would I start? Yeah. So I get it's, you know, kind of an uphill battle in a way. And then they say it's like up to like four million podcast or made a year or something like some stupid fucking number where you're like oh okay i guess uh, this is just the way it is but i i do feel proud we made it and it is kind of cool and we got the people to call in made some friends all that and then i mentioned like you and brad are people that i could imagine i would actually hang out with and that's because i believe both of y'all smoke pot and i and i know that's like hard for the non-pot smokers to understand but there are some of y'all that like I, we are good friends. But if we like in real life, if I met someone and like, oh no, I don't smoke, it would be hard for us to hang out because like that's just a weird divide, oh, right? Too. In the real, <laughs> yeah. yeah, in the real world. So, um, no offense to those people, but you know, I talked to you at CJ as well. I said Brad, some other people. Like, uh, it really feels like you know you got friendships, you know. So I'm sure that also helps the way like y'all listen because they're like. I'm not completely anonymous, you know, like Brad will hit me up and be like, Oh, that thing you said today about whatever, you know, and give his opinion. So, um, I, I try to always, I guess, be open to that, but also, you know, like, of course I'm going to be nice to people that make music. Cause I make music and that's like all part of our club or whatever. That's just like, like listening to shit on the podcast. Like, like I hear you say something about like an interaction, like, especially, you know, we're, we're both married guys. Like, so you'll, you'll mention like an interaction with you and Koopy and I'm like, ah, it's just like me and my wife kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like that's, you relate to it in different ways where it's like, it's, it becomes more than just, it's not just a show. Like you said, you listen to your friend talk about their life. Right. Well, then I do think the recurring uh, co-host, you know, the same sort of people come back and be on it, you know, and people are like, oh yeah, I remember that. Like, I think all that kind of helps to set up like a little, some lore, if you will. Um, like every week you're like, wonder what happened with Snappy this week at the dispensary. You know, who wasn't giving him their cards? It definitely does. Like it's it's episodic. You know what I mean? Like it's and I think that that type of podcast where it's not, you know like I'm I'm I know there's a lot of entertainment value in the podcast to have like a different guest every week. 
you know, and, and celebrities and stuff like that. And they, you know, they tell stories and all that stuff. And it's, I'm sure it's entertaining as hell, but it's something about following, you know, just one particular host and maybe a few others and not just, you know, having it always be like, feeling like it's something totally different. Right. Well, it'd be like, I think like graveyard, if y'all were all inclined to do it, y'all could have like a podcast of some sort. And then, you know, different ones could host different, you know, do different episodes. Like you could do something, I think built around a label built around a group. And I think that would take some of like, the thing that kind of sucks, but I love also is like, I'm so involved with the podcast. because It's a podcast of Mo, but like, I'm like the producer and the engineer and I mix it and I'm setting who's calling in and I'm figuring out what we're going to talk about. And at some point in time, I'm like, I'm just not good enough at doing all, all of this stuff. Yeah. It's too much. <laughs> yeah. And so like, I think I do a decent job with it, but it's like, I also don't then have time to be like, let's go beg people online to listen to this on the correct subreddits and shit, you know? Yeah, all your all your blood, sweat, and tears goes into the product. By the time you got the product out, it's like fuck. Like, can't y'all just flock to it? Like, yeah. can't y'all just realize the genius of it all, right? Which and also, nah, they, I've noticed uh, something I enjoyed about it, actually. Like when I first started, uh, I was a little bit more liberalish in certain as you know aspects. Actually, with Powwow originally, I always played the devil's advocate for a more conservative side. And then when Powwow left and Snappy got on, I switched. And I remember people being like, in my real life, being like, "Oh, you're so liberal now." And I'm like, "No, I'm just this is a party. I'm like giving the opposite of you because I don't give a fuck about either one of them, right?" And then like over the time, just seeing how my I feel like my political the way I operates the same, but because like the paradigm shift that's happened, like I'm being perceived as being more like conservative now as before where I'm like, I feel like I've always been the same, but there is something about all that that like, I enjoy getting to discuss it because it's like, most people don't even think about this shit, but whenever you have to talk every week, you're like, what do I think about this other thing? And you're like, you always are aware what you think about stuff. Yeah. It's, it's nice to put yourself on the other side just to see how it, how it feels being you, but feeling like them kind of thing and seeing if it actually fits or if it's like, nah, it still feels icky. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, (laughs) but I get it. I don't think I do it on the podcast often, but like for instance, you know, I've, I've been pretty open with like, I'm not very religious or whatever. I'm not like, that's not my thing these days, but I grew up around it. And I, I feel like I can empathize with people that are, cause I understand like that perspective, if you will. And so like, sometimes you're like, You know, like someone goes crazy and kills someone and claims it's a religious reason. And then someone's like, how could she do that? I'm like, well, because God told her. And you're like, well, you're going to defend her. And I'm like, well, if she really thought God told her, like, why wouldn't a believer do you like? So I'll find myself defending like the stupidest shit because like, it's just how my brain works. I'm like, I just start thinking like the logical of like, how can we make this point or whatever? I don't know. <laughs> If it happened, it's possible. Right, exactly. So, right? <laughs> like, just because it wouldn't be possible for you, like, it definitely happened, so it's possible for somebody. Yeah, well, I know none of that really makes sense, but I'm just saying, I'll miss the podcast and get to talk about dumb shit. But also, I'm going to love the first few weeks not at all thinking about the dumb shit. Definitely going to be missed. Like I said, it's, it, it may not have had thousands or hundreds and thousands of followers and all that good stuff, but... You know, it's it's one of those things where it's like I said, it's similar to a good TV show. Like even if it's a TV show that isn't talked about all the time by everybody, like if you get into it and you like it, like once it's gone, you're like, damn, I can't believe that show's gone. Yeah, even, it's like you know, even if a lot of people don't realize it. 
Yes, it's like me and alone. I love it. And when it's over, I get so sad. And then next year on my wedding anniversary, I'm going to go, wait a minute. I've been alone started. I'm going to look it up. There's going to be four episodes out. I'm going to force my wife to watch it on our anniversary because that's what we have. That's what happened this year. All over again. Yep. Um, and also, I will let everyone know, there is a chance the podcast could live on. Um, and there's, in my mind, those chances. And I'll end on this. Of I do plan on uploading all this to Anchor because it's a free hosting place. And I think it'll, there'll be like ads in it or whatever. So if anyone ever wants to go back and listen, they can. And it should be there. Now, if like somehow it picks up a lot of listens through that, then maybe like next year we can come back with episodes because, you know, whatever, you know, maybe they shouldn't be as frequent or something. I don't know. But at the moment, there isn't plans really for that. But it's just like if that happened, I would be stupid not to be like, let's make a couple more or whatever. So um, and I could tell Snappy's over it. You know, I haven't really said it on the podcast, but he you can tell it is like Nah, I think you I think you slowly said it like at least once every podcast over the last probably I say probably ten episodes. Right. Well, where you got him on there. Like you usually slide in podcasts almost over. Yeah, man. I know you're getting kinda you know, not sick of it, but it's I guess becoming less convenient. Right. Well he just looks to be so able tired. to do them and stuff like that. And I don't think it's the I think it's yeah. like his life, but you know, he's yeah, like double working and yeah, and so, feels like a third job almost sometimes, probably. Exactly, exactly. Um, whereas, in to me, this is like this is my hobby. Like you yeah. know, like, um, <laughs> just fun for me. This is just taking the place of the video games I would be playing right now, or the music I'd be making. Um, but all right, man, I think that's good enough. Uh, I believe we might uh, have a a friend of yours on the podcast before it's all over. So everyone, stay tuned for that. And, it, uh, it should be set up. I believe it's in stone. So right. unless something goes wrong, uh, I think we'll have y'all. Y'all have a good episode coming. Right. So I, mean, I don't know if you'll be there to like help with the thing or whatever. But if so, we'll have you know we'll hear you then. But if not, uh, you know this would be your last time. But we appreciate you being on, of course. And if I had all the episode numbers you're on, I'd be like, go check out all of these. But I don't have that shit. I don't. I don't do research. Uh, one day you'll be bored and you'll like a best of the best of like podcasting some shit. I have thought like of, chop it up act today. Actually, as I was just thinking of stuff, I was like, I could see going back and doing like a highlights of some of the better spots, yeah, like a, like an end of year kind of thing. Like how, uh, you know, right. But it would have to shows, be like, like just me being bored or whatever, but that could totally happen. Yeah, It's all about it. If it's not enjoyable while you're doing it, like, I got shit like that. Like we talked about, like we always have those ideas where it's like, but do I really want to like, is that time really worth doing it? Right. Like, could I be doing something else? And you did something else wins. It's kind of like, like on portrait. I made all those lyric videos and I was like, this is yep. it. You know, and I got all the lyrics uploaded and all this stuff. Didn't fucking matter at all. No one watched any of that shit. And I was like, that was just like a fucking week of my life wasted. Like I ain't wasted time doing that shit again. So, Hey, I'm that way with like most of like the what I consider like the icing on the cake stuff with like putting out music. Like sometimes I'm like, yeah, and I, and I could do this, this, and this, and then you do it, and you're like, well, did it really matter? Like, I'm just gonna focus on like the music part of it. If the music's not good enough, then you know it doesn't matter. Exactly. Like if they if they don't just like the music and they gotta have all the other bells and whistles, then fuck it. <laughs> you know, I'll find somebody who just wants the music because that's all I'm willing to give you. Yeah. That's what I can give, damn it. <clears throat> but that's right, what it is, man. End of an era. Podcast with Mo. Appreciate it. Uh, if this is true, the last episode of Mo, I, I appreciate you for ever having me. 
playing the music, you know, as a producer, as a friend, uh, as an artist, you know, of course, we'll still be doing music together. So that goes without saying for me, but definitely appreciate chopping it up with you on the podcast. It's been a great experience. Yeah, man. Uh, like I said, definitely made at least a few friends. So at the worst, worst case scenario, that's what we got out of it. All right. Peace, bro. All right, man. Have a good one. I don't need a reason, 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 I don't need a reason to say you look beautiful today, beautiful today, beautiful today, beautiful today, beautiful today. I don't need a reason to say you look beautiful today. Get baked up, you sitting in the same place No makeup, you still looking great Put that cake up, it's about to get ate Like it's my birthday, need it the worst way The legs earthquake, saying God like it's a church day That pussy first rate, me without it that would be the worst fate Girl, you're beautiful, you know and that's a fact I just get all perverted when I get up on these tracks I start thinking about it I don't need a reason, 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 I don't need a reason to say you look beautiful today, beautiful today, beautiful today, beautiful today, beautiful today. I don't need a reason to say you look beautiful today. Silliness, girl, you know you beautiful. Even when you dress down, you are more than bangable. This song is so singable. If I met a single you, I would try to scoop you up and show you you are beautiful. Maybe stop playing with me, don't and take your clothes off. Before you bend it over, I'ma make you ride my nose off. Pain until we doze off. Wake up when the sun does. I don't even need a reason. You are beautiful. I don't need a reason. I don't need a reason. I don't need a reason. Day.